this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the hindus in focus podcast with me amit barua your host for this episode the expected has happened malikarjun kharge is the new president of the indian national congress his rival diplomat turned politician shashi tharoor garnered an impressive 1000 odd votes against kharge who was considered to be the establishment candidate the election does show that inner party democracy in the congress party is possible by holding elections in a transparent way the congress has also shown a light on how tightly controlled other parties including the bjp work to discuss the election and what it means for the congress i am joined by sandeep phukan who covers the congress for the hindu welcome to in focus sandeep thank you so sandeep what difference will mr kharge uh, coming to the helm mean for the congress well couple of things you know from the perspective of uh, the congress party uh, number one you know it will shed the tag of the party being captured by one family the gandhi family often that is that has been the uh, you know center of uh, attack or that has been the focus of attack from other political parties mainly the bjp uh, that kept calling the congress a dynastic firm at least marginally it will improve perception that you know congress uh, is not sort of captured by one family it has moved beyond that the process of holding the election was fairly transparent and democratic there were actually three candidates uh, it's just that the third candidate uh, did not meet the requirements of having 10 proposers kn tripathi from jharkhand was the third candidate you know so what it does is that it will give the congress an opportunity to uh, hit back at the bjp saying that look we've held elections you know there were two contestants none of the uh, members of the gandhi family contested in these elections now how about telling how do you conduct elections in your party so i think that is an important aspect politically it gives the congress an opportunity to you know hit back at the bjp of course the bjp will say that this was a fixed election that this was a farce etc but nonetheless there was a proper process followed you know the ballot uh, papers were printed ballot boxes were prepared uh, you know people stood in queue they voted across 36 centers including one special center at the bharat joro uh, yatra because there were 50 odd delegates who were eligible to vote including mr rahul gandhi so you know the optics you know is also important in politics and uh, i think the congress has got it right in terms of optics how actually it plays out in terms of making a change in the style of functioning that one has to wait and see but in terms of optics certainly uh, congress has scored uh, on that count so to return to what i was asking you sandeep what difference will mr kharge make to the congress party's fortunes well i think immediately you can't expect him to you know turn things around what he brings to the table is that he is quite experienced he's been a nine time mla he has practically you know served in every position i mean he's been a union minister he's been leader of the opposition in the rajya sabha he was leader of the congress in lok sabha 
he was the lop in karnataka assembly so he has vast experience so he can put that experience to good use number 1 number 2 he's uh, the kind of leader who can reach out to other opposition party the timing of his election is also significant because uh, it is barely you know now we have less than 2 years for the 2024 lok sabha elections and if the congress wants to sort of pitch itself as a rallying point for other non bjp opposition parties then uh, you know mr kharge has the stature to reach out to other opposition leaders if you recall in the past we've often seen senior leaders like mamta banerjee and sharad pawar refusing to sort of you know uh, attend meetings called by rahul gandhi they felt that you know they were above or they were far more senior to mr gandhi so uh, that is something that they can't do with mr kharge so these are some of the plus points but the negatives would be that mr kharge is from karnataka uh, the congress really needs to improve in the hindi belt states you know between uttar pradesh and bihar uh, 120 lok sabha seats are there a congress organization is you know almost non existent in these states the recent assembly elections in uttar pradesh showed that so i think revival building up a second generation of mass leaders in these hindi states these would be challenges that mr kharge will face so what difference does it make as i said that you know we'll have to give him some more time i mean he's yet to officially take charge he's going to take charge only on october 26th but we'll have to wait and see if he does something different if he does something uh, innovative uh, to you know build the party in these states but i would imagine that his biggest challenge would be a to uh, you know arrest the defections and desertions the high rate of attrition that congress sees b he has to revive uh, the organizational structure right to the block level uh and build up uh, you know leaders in the states who are known faces you know in in uttar pradesh for example you don't know priyanka gandhi who's who was the uh, aicc general secretary for uh, uttar pradesh she was the face they did not have a local face bihar one doesn't know one doesn't know of uh, uh, you know powerful congress leaders who are you know connected to the ground we don't know of powerful congress leaders in bihar who are connected to the ground um, leaders in uttar pradesh who are connected to the ground so i think these are challenges that he will have to face i'm sure that mr kharge is aware of the challenges that he faces and he has to implement i mean and also he has a udaipur declaration you know in may they adopted an udaipur declaration where they had laid down some very ambitious plans of uh 50 under 50 that is promoting young leaders under the age of 50 at least 50% of the organizational post to be given to such people mr kharge himself is 80 but he has to you know follow that template that the congress had prepared for itself at udaipur in the month of may and he has to implement them Sandeep, you make the important point that uh, Mr. Kharge has the you know stature and the seniority. 
to you know actually discuss uh, the makings of a front uh, or a loose you know loose uh, arrangement with uh, you know other opposition parties so looking beyond uh, the congress party's fortunes uh, for a moment what do you think are the prospects of a broader opposition campaign against the bjp in 2024 what is your assessment i think uh, it depends on two things really uh, you know obviously the opposition realizes the need to have a you know broad based coalition of political parties non bjp opposition parties uh, so that they can effectively take on uh, the bjp in the 2024 lok sabha elections the problem is leadership who is going to play the leadership role in all of this everybody in the opposition uh, mr sharad pawar is the only one who keeps publicly saying that he is not in the race but sometimes when leaders say that they mean exactly the opposite isn't it yeah that's true but i'm saying that he is the only one who at least says it publicly otherwise you have mamta banerji of trinamool who feels that she is more powerful than the congress you have uh, now telangana rashtra samiti now they've renamed it as bharat rashtra samiti clearly i mean you know big trs has become a national party and uh, mr k chandrashekhar rao has prime ministerial ambition aam aadmi party convener mr arvind kejriwal delhi chief minister arvind kejriwal he does not he has his own plans he is going big in uh, election after election so i think the problem is that everybody realizes and nitish kumar as well and nitish kumar uh, is perhaps one of the most uh, important candidates in the opposition space with prime ministerial ambition so i think what happens is that everybody there are too many prime ministerial candidates uh, congress because it has not been doing well so they want they believe that you know without the congress no opposition unity effort can ever be successful but unfortunately for the congress party their track record has been rather poor so i think uh, to answer your question all depends on how successfully they can bring all these uh, you know different parties together on one platform that entirely depends on how well the congress does in the elections uh, in the assembly elections before the you know big final of 2024 lok sabha elections some of the key elections where the congress will be tested two of them happens a few months from now gujarat assembly elections and himachal pradesh assembly elections then you have the big election of karnataka assembly mid next year then there are two other states uh, both of them ruled by the congress actually three very important states that go to polls next year later next year madhya pradesh chatisgarh and rajasthan so towards the end of 2023 so depending on how well the congress performs in these elections in these assembly elections before the 2024 i think that's when you will see that if they do very well then they will gain momentum then they can occupy that pole position and then they can sort of settle this issue of leadership if they do poorly then uh, obviously most of the regional parties would like uh, would not like to concede the leadership space to them and they would then you know uh, go big in their own respective states and if that happens 
then that will be a setback because if every party uh, sort of contests their own elections in these states, then obviously uh, the BJP will have an upper hand. So it's from what you say, you know, and these prime ministerial ambitions, clearly they're important because people do want to, you know, occupy the big job uh, in India. But uh, if you go by the rhetoric then of the opposition parties, you know, everybody talks about uh, building an ideological alternative to the BJP and how important it is to stand together. But, uh, you know, a year and a half, uh, you know, uh, or two years uh, to go for the general elections, Mr. Modi and his party already seem to be in campaign mode. I mean, the kind of freebies that they've started offering, uh, you know, on gas cylinders and in other areas and announcing projects left, right and center in Gujarat. All this suggests that the BJP is already in election mode. Absolutely. In fact, now contrast that. In fact, in Gujarat, I would say both the parties, not just the BJP. I mean, Arvind Kejriwal spends at least two to three days uh, of the week in Gujarat. They have also really sort of stepped up their campaign, Amadmi Party. Uh, after winning Punjab, they feel that they have a genuine chance to replace Congress. I mean, you know, to become the alternative to the Congress. And that is why they, fan they are fancying their chances in, uh, in Gujarat. They believe that uh, they could emerge as the alternative, not just in Gujarat, also in uh, Himachal Pradesh. Of course, other than Punjab, their recent track record in Uttarakhand and Goa does not suggest that they have yet occupied that space where they can push out the Congress. But they certainly believe so. And that is where the problem lies. As I said, that as long as Aam Admi Party believes that they can, you know, Congress is a pushover and they can push them out of the race and then become emerge as the alternative. Obviously, Congress is not going to concede that space. Ahmadmi Party will fight with all their might. So there is a situation where the opposition votes get split between these two parties. So in a sense, this is what might happen in the general elections then, Sandeep. What you're pointing to the Gujarat model, as if we look at what's happening currently. So this may happen in many other states then, and then obviously that will benefit the BJP. That is what I was suggesting that, you know, before we can talk of a, you know, alternative non-BJP front for the 2024 election, I think it is important to see how the Congress fares in the assembly elections before uh, the 2024 elections. And if they do well, if they, let's say, if they can manage to win even two or three states, Karnataka, the Congress is fancying their chances because there is high anti-incumbency against the BJP government. Uh, they are fancying their chances to uh, repeat in uh, Chhattisgarh. They are also uh, fancying their chances in Madhya Pradesh. So let's see. Let's say that if they can manage to win these states as they are fancying their chances, then the situation entirely changes because these are, you know, crucial big states, be it Karnataka, be it Madhya Pradesh. So if these uh, states come to the uh, Congress hold, it's quite clear that then they will seek to take the poll position. And then you may have a situation where the other parties are willing to concede that space. I can't say about Ahmadmi Party because they tend to, you know, follow their own path. But other parties like Trinamool, like NCP, uh, Nitish Kumar, JDU, who's already an ally now, 
Uddhav Thakre, Shirsena in Maharashtra, NCP in Maharashtra. So all of them can then come together to form a loose, you know, broad-based coalition in these states. And that will give them some power. But as I said, that uh, to claim that pole position in the opposition space, Congress has to do well in these assembly elections before the big uh, final of 2024 Lok Sabha elections. Sandeep, one other thing, you know, we have seen, you, you you know, it's important you mentioned the states of Karnataka and Madhya Pradesh. Now, these are the two states where the Congress party came to power in the previous assembly election. And in both these key important states of India, they lost power because, uh, you know, MLAs were either enticed or defected. And so it also shows the larger challenge of the Congress party that, with the full might of the BJP, its use of uh, enforcement agencies to pressure legislators, uh, other inducements, uh, which you know, which which are talked about in the media. So, how is it that the Congress going to keep its flock together? We've seen this spectacle in Goa. So, all these places, they are steadily losing elected representatives. How can you run a political party if that happens? Yeah, that's a challenge. But the counter to that is that, well, Srinamool is running successfully in West Bengal. They've also faced the same kind of, uh, they've also faced the same government agencies, same cases with the enforcement directorate, arrests uh, by the CBI and so on. The point is that, you know, you don't see this happen in the, the only Congress state where you do not see this happen is Chhattisgarh. And the reason is simple, because they have more than two-third majority in assembly. So, you know, whenever you have a slim margin, whenever you are sort of dependent on 10, 15 uh, MLAs, it's not very easy to, you know, make them resign, bring down the government, uh, or bring down the difference between BJP and Congress. And then eventually uh, the situation happens. That's what happened in Madhya Pradesh. Of course, Madhya Pradesh, as many as 27 MLAs, 23 or 27 MLAs, I don't remember the exact number, but most certainly two dozen MLAs had resigned and then eventually the government fell. But in Karnataka also, we saw the same scenario that so many MLAs resigned and the numbers came down and the government fell. But you know, you can't do that in Chhattisgarh. Because to do that in Chhattisgarh, you will have to get them some 30, 40 MLAs, which is not easy. So the answer to that question is, and the same thing, you can't do that in uh, uh, West Bengal, because Srinamool numbers are so high that it's not easy to, you know, you can offer inducements or you can uh, pressurize through uh, agencies only a certain number of people. You can't do that to the entire political party. I think that's the key. Having numbers uh, which are far above the majority mark, that is the only solution. You cannot have a situation where the majority mark is, let's say, 40 and you have 45 MLAs. Then it's a pretty easy task. If the majority mark, let's say, is 40, then the opposition rule states, the opposition party in that particular state must have at least 60 MLAs or uh, even more, so that no matter what uh, happens to their MLA, they're always comfortable in terms of numbers. That's the only solution. That's how I look at it. 
So before I let you go, Sandeep, I'm going to ask you about the immediate challenge that Mr. Kharge and the Congress Party faces. The Rajasthan Chief Minister, you know, who has projected himself as the biggest loyalist of the Gandhi Party, he, in a in a sense, engineered a rebellion of his own MLAs, and he has successfully managed to continue as Chief Minister of Rajasthan. He has avoided, uh, you know, in effect, contesting the Congress Party's president's role, you know, job, which uh, was on offer to him. And now he is firmly ensconced in the chair. Some informal promises have been made to uh, Mr. Sachin Pilot, uh, you know, the young and emerging leader of the Congress in Rajasthan. So how do you think Mr. Kharge is going to deal with this one? Absolutely. I think this is the biggest challenge. Uh, this is something that Mr. Uh, Kharge will really have to sort of apply his mind to and he has to take, he's already made that, uh, made, made it public that he will seek uh, suggestions or, uh, you know, advice from the Gandhi family. And uh, he's, he has to deal with this very carefully for two reasons. The promise that has been made to Sachin Pilot that he will be made chief minister was made by the Gandhi family. So, you know, he uh, obviously now the Gandhis are out of uh, the picture in terms of being the Congress president. I mean, Mrs. Gandhi is no longer the Congress president or she will no longer be after 26th of uh, October. Uh, but obviously, the Mr. Kharge has to respect that. On the other hand, you have a situation where Mr. Gelot, Ashok Gelot, projects himself as the ultimate loyalist. But. He is reluctant to hand over power to Sachin Pilot, and the MLAs are with him. So Mr. Kharge has to find a way where the MLAs publicly show their support to Mr. Pilot. That has to happen, where MLAs, the majority of the MLAs, will actually say that we don't mind Sachin Pilot as our next chief minister, number one. Number two, he also has to keep in mind that it does not result in a fiasco like Punjab, where the Gandhis were determined to unseat Mr. Captain Amrinder Singh and in that process uh, and install Mr. Sidhu. But in that process, uh, the entire Punjab unit, you know, was sort of completely decimated. Mr. Sidhu, you know, Mr. Channi emerged as a compromise candidate. Eventually, he lost from both his seats. If you recall, at that time, it was talked of, it talked about that this was a master stroke, the first Dalit chief minister from Punjab. But uh, far from being a master stroke, that was actually a suicidal move because it uh, completely split the uh, Punjab unit down the middle. Uh, you had senior leaders like uh, Mr. Sunil Jhakar leaving and joining the BJP. You had several ministers joining the BJP. Uh, Captain Namrinder Singh himself is now part of the BJP. But he had initially he had floated his own party. So I think it's a very tricky situation for Mr. Kharge. On the one hand, he has to honor the promise made by the Gandhi family to Sachin Pilot. And it's not just a promise, by the way. There is a logic behind why the Congress is keen to change uh, the chief ministerial candidate. They have done their best. According to my sources, the Congress has done their own surveys and they believe that there is a fair amount of anti-incumbency against the Gelot government, 
with one year remaining for the next assembly election, they believe that Sachin Pilot, a young leader, clean image, seen as an energetic and a dynamic leader, he can bring about some change in the image of the government. People may be willing to give him another chance. And that's how the Congress may be able to repeat in Rajasthan. Because history of Rajasthan shows that every five years, the party in power is voted out of power and the opposition forms the next government. That is how it has been. And Rajasthan is by and large a two-party state. So uh, Congress is hoping to break the jinx by bringing in a young face, a non-controversial face, somebody who's seen as dynamic. Uh, and people may just sort of give him another chance. That's the thinking. So it's the promise by the Gandhi family to Mr. Pilot is not based on you know, that they're liking for him. But there is also a political thinking behind that move. But perhaps they had not anticipated the kind of rebellion that we saw uh, in Jaipur by the MLAs close to Mr. Gellog. Sandeep Pukan, thank you as usual for sharing your insights into the Congress party and its functioning. Uh, we will return to you again as and when developments demand. Thank you so much for talking to the In Focus podcast, Sandeep. Thank you so much. In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.